Exploring Scripture podcast. I'm Dwayne McCreary, and Mike Livingston is also with me. Uh, the Exploring Scripture Book by Book podcast was born out of questions received over the years. Uh, Mike and I both work at Lifeway on the Explore the Bible team, and we've read all kinds of letters and emails. Some of the questions included in these letters and emails serve as the backdrop for this podcast. Now, before you get nervous, we're not going to be reading specific letters or emails and then responding to that on our podcast. So you need not worry about us calling anyone out. So you can keep sending us your letters and emails. But our goal is to discuss the principles for rightly understanding the Bible and the variety of literary genres found in Scripture. We want to help you be a better student of the Bible. Now, in this first episode, we're going to be looking at exploring Scripture in broad terms, looking at some general questions about studying the Bible. Now, before we get going, I'm going to go ahead and make, put it on the table. The Bible can be hard to understand. Um, I think of a, a group of people who heard Jesus teaching. And while he taught, after he got done teaching, they made the statement, this teaching is hard. Who can accept it? And that's in John 6. Some of them even stopped following him as a result of what he said that day. The teachings just before that were about Jesus being the bread of life and him calling on them to eat his flesh and drink his blood, which we can certainly see that's not an easy teaching. Jesus asked the disciples if they too were going to abandon him, and the Bible records their response. Simon Peter answered, Lord, to whom will we go? You have the words of eternal life. We have come to believe and know that you are the Holy One of God. In that statement, he was admitting a few things. First of all, he was admitting that the teachings were challenging. He also admitted that no one else had the answers to life like, like Jesus does. And he's also expressing his belief in Jesus as the one and only way to the Father. And that was his starting point. In fact, Jesus talks more about that a little bit later on in John 14. So when we have this idea that it's difficult, that there's challenges there, we're in good company because we come to the Bible knowing that what we will find may be a challenge, but also knowing that its pages is where we find true life. So Mike, let's get started with this question. I kind of got ahead of you a little bit there, but what, why is it so important for us to study the Bible to begin with? Especially when we're talking about interpretation. Yeah, <clears throat> well, you're exactly right in what you said, that it can be a challenge to understand the Bible. And one of the, one of the challenges is that we may forget that studying the Bible is really a cross-cultural experience. When you, when we, any of us, when we open the Bible, we are stepping into a world very different from ours. You served as a missionary uh, overseas. You work at Lifeway, but you served in, a, in the International Mission Board uh, in uh, Kenya, right? That's right. Yeah. So you understand that cross-cultural issue a little bit different than probably most folks in the United States. Yeah. Uh, yeah, maybe. Maybe I do. Um for, for, for any of us opening the, you know, the Bible, it's, we get a sense of what that cross-cultural experience can be, because we're, we're reading a text that was originally written in a language that we don't speak. Um, we may not know the geography. Uh, there is an historical background that we might not, probably don't fully understand, uh, because the scripture wasn't written in a vacuum. You know, God didn't just drop it out of, you know, out of heaven, um, to be found under a rock somewhere. Um, it was written, you know, in a, in, a, in a historical setting. So understanding scripture involves crossing 
um, these historical and cultural and language barriers. And that's part of the challenge of interpreting scripture. Let's suppose that we've got a Bible passage and, you know, we just read it and we just let God reveal what it's meaning to us. Is there any dangers in just taking that approach? First of all, God does reveal the meaning of his word. Let me, let me just affirm that, uh, that God reveals to us the meaning of his word. Like Paul wrote to the Corinthians, no one knows the thoughts of God except the spirit of God. And, and I believe the promise that Jesus gave us in John 16, that when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. I, I believe that. So, so when you hear me say, um, when you hear me say in, in these podcasts that well, we need to follow good methods and principles of Bible study to determine the meaning. When you hear me say that, I'm not saying that Bible study methods and tools can do the work of the Holy Spirit. It's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that the Holy Spirit can use good Bible study methods and good study tools to grow our, our understanding of his word. Um, so, so what do you say to the person who, who, who makes the statement like, um, you know, I, I just read it and let the Holy Spirit give me the meaning. You know, what, what do we say? Um, well, I would say, remember what Peter wrote about Paul's letters. If you remember 2 Peter 3, 16, mm -hmm. 17, yeah. he says, our dear brother Paul has written to you according to the wisdom given to him. He speaks about these things in all his letters. And there are some things hard to understand in them. And the untaught and unstable will twist them to their own destruction as they do with the rest of the scriptures. So a couple of things, you know, about what Peter is saying concerning Paul's letters. One, he affirms that they are a part of inspired scripture. He says that Paul gave us this according to the wisdom given to him. And then he also says, and, and the rest of the scripture, meaning Paul's letters, Peter considered that Paul's letters would be a part of scripture too. So Peter is saying that Paul's letters were, are inspired scripture. And yet he says, well, you know, they can be hard to understand. And the word that's he's the translated hard to understand is a word. It doesn't suggest so much that they're, you know, the meaning is obscure or the meaning, you know, can't be found. What, what the word means really is that they're just easy to interpret wrongly, or it's, it's easy to get the wrong meaning out of what he, he wrote. So, so Peter can say it's, it's, it's really easy to interpret it wrongly while also affirming that, that they're uh, divinely inspired. Paul wrote to Timothy about, uh, in 2 Timothy 2, about being diligent to present yourself to God as one approved, a worker who doesn't need to be ashamed, correctly teaching the word of truth, you know, or you know the King James translation, to study to show yourself approved. And the word that Paul uses there is to be diligent or study. Just really, it's a word that means work hard and do everything you can. Um, the, the one who wants to correctly handle the word studies hard because he or she wants to do everything that he or she can do to get to the meaning of the, of the passage. So we, I think we honor God when we study and work to develop our skills in interpreting and applying God's word correctly. You know, going, going back to your question, you know, why, earlier question, I think your first question is, why, why do we study how to study the Bible? Let me go back to that for a second. We, we, we know all too well that scripture can be misinterpreted and misapplied to mean all sorts of things that it was never meant to, to say. And that's true of any kind of communication. Any kind of communication involves interpretation. 
you know, I mean, you're, you're interpreting my words right now. And when, you, or when you read the, the morning news, you're, you're interpreting the words on the page or the words on the screen, any kind of communication involves interpretation and reading the Bible is not any different in that sense. It involves interpretation of the words that we read. So think about, uh, here's, here's just one example. Think about the Ethiopian eunuch on his way home from Jerusalem in Acts 8. There he is, he's in his chariot, he's reading the Bible, he's reading from Isaiah, and Philip, led by the Spirit, Philip goes up to him and says, do you, un do you understand what you're reading? Well, the eunuch understood the words he was, he was reading, but he didn't know the meaning. And so he replied to Philip, how can I understand unless someone explains it to me? And then he asked, you know, the question that, well, is the prophet talking about himself? Is he talking about someone else? He asked the right questions, and good students of the Bible, they know what questions to ask. They ask the right questions, but his questions show that he needed help in interpreting the meaning of the passage. So it's one thing to know what a passage says. It's another thing to know what it means. For our listeners, I just want to repeat the references you just gave. Second Peter 3, verses 16 and 17 talks about Paul's writings being hard to understand, Peter's writing that. Second Timothy 2.15, it's the word correctly, uh, is used in that passage where we want to be good students of the word. And then the passage you just mentioned is in Acts 8, where the Ethiopian yeah. uh, has a conversation with Philip. Yeah. Are there any other Bible passages that we would point to it when we're having this conversation with them about the importance of biblical interpretation? Yeah, I mean, we could, we could look at some others, like in Nehemiah. Was it, is it Nehemiah 8, where Ezra stands before the people and he, and he reads the word uh, to all the people. And then you got the Levites out in the crowd. It says the Levites are out in the crowd amongst the people and they're, they're interpreting it and giving the people an understanding of what Ezra is reading. Yeah, even though Ezra was reading Hebrew, he's reading it to people who have been in exile for 70 plus years. Yeah. Um, yeah. So they, you know, you think about being away from home for 70 years, your vocabulary changes. Right. And so you can see why that was necessary that day in Jerusalem when yeah, yeah. the reading took place. Yeah. And then the reading and then the, the explanation. OK, mm -hmm. well, here's what it means. Here's the interpretation of that. You, you've already brought this up, but you mentioned affirming the role of the Holy Spirit. Um, I guess another way of saying it is that the, that the Holy Spirit, he's, he, we need his help, but that does not replace the need for us to follow good principles and methods of interpretation. Is that a good way to kind of sum up? Yeah, it is. You're saying that? Okay. Yeah. You know, we know people who, one person reads this text and the same person reads that text and they see two different meanings. Who decides which one is right? Or is there a right one? Can you have multiple meanings to one Bible passage? Yeah, and that's, that's a good thing to talk about. That's a good question. Um, so here, here's here's my answer, uh, my short answer to that, <laughs> uh, and then I'll give you a longer one. But my short answer is, uh, no, a text cannot mean today what it did not mean then. A text cannot mean today what it did not what it did not mean when when the writer wrote it to the original audience. So what what that means is, uh, what I'm saying is, a text has one meaning. It means what the writer meant. Now. It has one meaning, but it can have a lot of different applications. It can have many applications, but it has one meaning. So it doesn't mean one thing to you and another thing to me. 
uh, it, it means one thing. It means what the writer intended to say. Now, we can apply that in different ways. So, so what I'm saying is, it's, 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 wrong, it's the wrong question to start with. The wrong question is, well, what does this mean for you, to you? What does this mean to me? And sometimes that's, you know, that's where we start. What does this mean to you or to me? Actually, the place to start, or the first question to ask is, what does this verse mean? What does it mean? I mean, what, what did it mean to the, to, to the inspired biblical writer when he wrote this? That's where we start. So it doesn't mean one thing for one person and a different thing for someone else. It means one thing, though it can have a lot of different applications. So who determines that one thing? The meaning is what the writer intended to communicate. That's the meaning. You know, and th this is true in any kind of communication. There are three parts. There are three components. There are, there are the words. There are, there's the reader and there's the writer. There's the words, the reader, or the writer. Or you could say the words, the listener, and the speaker. But for our, for our situation here and talking about Bible study, we'll say that there's the words on the page, there's the reader, and then there's the writer who wrote those words. So where, where does meaning come from? Well, you could say, well, the words determine the meaning. It's the words that determine the meaning. But actually, no, the, the words don't determine the meaning of the text because words don't give meaning, words express meaning. See, there's a difference there. Words don't give meaning, they express meaning. So a word, uh, the same word can have different meanings. Um, so the word isn't giving, giving the meaning, the word is expressing the meaning. You know, you know, words change in meaning. Like I say, even, even in, in my lifetime, I can think of words that have changed meanings. Uh, I was thinking most uh, of us listening can think of some of those words. Yeah, you know, but the one that one that comes to my mind is the word goat. The word goat. I'm not talking about the animal, but just you know, the word goat. When I was growing up, goat uh, was the uh, it was the opposite of a hero. Yeah, he was a bad guy. He's a, yeah, he, he's a loser. He's a loser. I grew up watching Charlie Brown, okay, and reading Charlie Brown. Charlie Brown was the captain of his baseball team, and, and he was either the hero or the goat. Remember, he was either the hero or the goat. Did he catch the fly ball? Then he was a hero. Or did he drop the fly ball? Then he's the goat. And he was almost always, you know, he was the goat. He always dropped the fly ball. But today we use the word goat totally different, don't we? Oh, yeah. It's the exact opposite. Yeah. I mean, Michael Jordan is the goat. We're not saying he's a loser. We're saying the opposite, the greatest of all time. So um, yeah, words, words change. Words themselves don't give meaning. Uh, so that's the first component in communication. The second is the reader. Uh, so does the reader determine the meaning of the text? No. If the person who reads the Bible is the one who's giving the text its meaning, then uh, even if Paul was to say, but you know what, that's not what I meant. Uh, the reader would respond, well, it doesn't matter what you meant. That's what it means to me. So that's, there's a problem with that. The reader doesn't determine the meaning. So the third component is, in communication is the writer. So the meaning of the text is what the writer intended to say to his audience. That's where the meaning comes from. So the meaning of Romans is what Paul intended to communicate to the Romans when he wrote that letter. So the number one rule of interpretation is a text cannot mean what it never meant. So if I sit down and I write a letter to, I sit down and write a letter to my wife, 
I intend for my words to have one meaning. I know what my I know what I intend for my words to mean. I don't intend for every statement to be interpreted in 10 different ways by 10 different people. My letter means what I intended to convey to my wife, period. Um, so if, if the meaning of, of, of the text is, a, is determined by the inspired writer, then there's only one meaning, not many. So the work of interpretation is to attempt to discover what the writer meant when he wrote it. And I hope this, my hope is that this series of podcasts will help us to hone our skills in, in, in being able to determine what the writer, what the writers meant when they wrote what they wrote. Well, that uh, takes us out of the equation as individuals because we don't determine what it means. We simply discover what it means, which, right. which means there's going to have to be some, some qualities that us as a Bible interpreter are going to have to exhibit. Yeah. It can't be always our answer. Uh, what are some of the qualities that you would point to that are important for a person uh, when approaching the Bible and trying to interpret it, what it means? Well, I would say, uh, number one, humility. Humility is required. Um, the Bible is inerrant. We believe that, that the Bible is without error. But none of us can claim to be inerrant interpreters of the Bible. Uh, so, so no matter how much experience you may have, no matter how many academic degrees a person may have, every one of us, each one of us comes to the Bible as a learner. We come as a learner. I, I, I love what Howard Hendricks um, said about this once. He said, the moment you come to a passage of scripture and say, oh, I already know this one, you're in deep trouble. If that's how you approach a passage, well, yeah, I, already, I know this one. I know what this one says. That, that's when you're in trouble. So, you know, the moment we stop being teachable is when we stop learning and growing. So I think, you know, humility would be, for me, you know, top of the list. I think another is uh, a willingness to, to study or um, discipline. Discipline. Uh, is important. We already talked about that passage in 2 Timothy 2, 15, where, you know, Paul talked about being willing to work hard and, and study to, in order to correctly handle the word. And the Bible, like we've said, the Bible can be a difficult book to understand because it is a cross-cultural experience. And even though most of the teachings of the Bible are just, are, are understandable by, by even a child, there's a lot in scripture that's not easy to understand without some some work, some effort, some help. And that comes at the price of study and hard work. So we, I think we need to be willing to put in the work. Um, another one, uh, I could think of a couple more. One is a willingness to obey. A willingness to obey. There's a, you know, Psalm 119. <laughs> it talks a lot about this. And, you know, the psalmist there, um, around verse 33, says, teach me, Lord, the meaning of your statutes. And that, that alone is a, is a great prayer to pray, but that, he didn't stop there. He said, teach me the meaning of your statutes and I will always keep them. And then he goes on, help me understand your instruction. Right there, that's a good prayer to pray, but he doesn't stop there. He says, help me understand your instruction and I will obey it. So it's important to learn the meaning of, of scripture. Yeah, it's important, we, but it's, it's more important that we obey it, that we do what it says. Because we're not studying the Bible just to win a theological argument or 
or to teach a lesson. I think that's an important point. You know, we don't study the Bible just to 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 get ammunition to teach the lesson on Sunday. We we study the Bible because it's God's word and God uses his word to transform our lives. Yeah, or, or to tell somebody where they're wrong in their life. Oh yeah. Yeah. We got to look at ourselves in that yeah. sense too. Yeah, exactly. And there's one there's one other thing, a quality um that I, I need to mention, and that's the dependence on the Holy Spirit. Kind of going back to where we were earlier. A dependence on the Holy Spirit. Yeah, the, the Holy Spirit inspired those those biblical writers in, in writing the scripture, but he also helps us to understand what they wrote. After the resurrection, and this is Luke 24, after um, Jesus was resurrected, he, he met with his disciples and it says he opened their minds to understand the scriptures. And he, and he still does that. The Holy Spirit still does that uh, for us today. He opens our minds. Uh, and we're dependent on the Holy Spirit to open our minds to, to have understanding of the scripture. But there's a caveat here. Uh, the Holy Spirit helps us understand scripture, but that doesn't mean the Holy Spirit gives us new revelation. He doesn't give us revelation in addition or, in, or what's contrary to what he's given in scripture. The Holy Spirit takes what's there and he makes its meaning and application clear. And then the other part of that is that the role of the, of the Spirit in interpretation is not a substitute for our study, for Bible study. The, the Spirit's help doesn't replace the need for us to be disciplined in our study and to use good study, good, good um, methods and principles of, of study. So the Spirit doesn't make study unnecessary. On the contrary, he uses our study to teach us. Uh, Could we say that uh, the Holy Spirit makes it possible for us to study? Yeah, yeah, yeah. J.I. Packer said it like this. The Spirit is not given to make Bible study needless, to make, but to make it effective. Okay, good. I, and I, th I think that's, that's good. It, 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 to say the Holy Spirit illuminates our minds, you know, and helps us to understand. I mean, Scripture, yes, he does that. Uh, that doesn't mean we don't have to study the Bible. But, but the Holy Spirit will make our study effective. It's not effective without his work uh, in helping us understand what's there. So the four things that you pointed to, first of all, is an attitude of humility, yeah. approaching the scripture as, as God's word to us and us not knowing everything, yeah. a willingness to study, um, investing the time, the effort, the energy to do that, yeah. then a willingness to obey, you know, whatever we discover, we're willing to put that into practice. Uh, we, we didn't say it this way, but it, what came to my mind at this point is that we shouldn't expect God to tell us something we're not gonna do. Yeah. We, should, we should approach it with the idea that God show us this so that we can be more in line with who we need to be as your people. And often the meaning of the passage becomes clear only as we do it, only, mm -hmm. only as we obey it and, and, and put it, um, to work, so to speak, in, in our lives. Only then does the, the meaning really become clear. And those three things, humility, willingness to study, and obedience, are balanced with the idea of our dependence upon the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. We don't depend on ourselves. Now, we do our work. We have those, the humility to approach it, the willingness to study and obey. But at the same time, we depend on the Holy Spirit uh, to, to guide us, to direct us, He's not going to give us new revelation. He's not going to show us anything that's contrary to the scripture as a whole. Uh, and that doesn't excuse us from studying. 
but it also reminds us that this is this is a holy endeavor and not some endeavor like we're studying Shakespeare or some other literary work. We're studying God's word to us uh, and his revelation of himself to us uh, in which God directs us and moves us closer and helps us understand how to be close to him. Yeah. Um, so those are some just some introductory ideas and key thoughts to start off with uh, that, that'll help us. You know, if you have other questions or comments, and you're, uh, we expect you to have some while listening to the podcast, feel free to email us. You can email me at dwayne.mccrary at lifeway.com. That's D-W-A-Y-N-E dot M-C-C-R-A-R-Y at lifeway.com. Or you can email Mike at Mike Livingston, Mike.Livingston, L-I-V-I-N-G-S-T-O-N-E at lifeway.com. And we'll uh, do our best to answer your questions. Now, one thing we did let you know is this podcast is sponsored by Lifeway's Explore the Bible Resources. You can find out more about Explore the Bible by visiting the website at goexplorethebible.com. Thank you for listening to us today. In our next episode, we're going to focus on key steps to take when interpreting the Bible. Follow the podcast and you'll be able to stay with us. That way you won't miss a single episode.